0: Hi, I'm Madonna I'm your worst nightmare To rule the world Why don't you show them what you do, honey? You've never had more fun with anyone else People, people, we got to move on to the next song sweet in and I'm a bitch, you know what I mean? And that's always been the way it is I'm, I'm a human being <laughs> I'm waiting Hi, this is Nikki Harris and I'm going to be your guest on MLVC, The Madonna Podcast. Hey guys, it's Tony.
1: Stefan, oh, are you there? Oh, to, Tony, no no quote today? I'm, I'm No, shocked. no quote
2: today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey everybody, this is Stefan. Welcome to another episode of MLVC, The Madonna Podcast. Your place for all things Madonna, Louise, Veronica, Ciccone. And today on the show, we are so excited to be joined by the one, the only, the legendary, Nikki Harris. Nikki, hey, welcome to the podcast. the crowd
0: goes wild. Yay. And the, and the crowd goes wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hi, um,
2: Nikki. Welcome to the podcast.
0: I'm so grateful that I'm still included in one of the, you know, all things, one thing, you know, associated with Madonnas. They, Absolutely. They still, that, that's great. It's you, a helped lovely build, thing. you
1: helped build that house. I I, yeah.
0: I would, would venture to say, yes, I did. But I'm, <laughs> And I'm grateful for every stone that I laid.
1: <laughs> oh, it's so great to hear, Nikki. How is everything out where you are? Are you staying safe during these crazy days?
0: Um, I am always safe because I got angels wa- watching over me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am doing my best to uh, keep my head up, as they say. And uh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing good and knowing good. But you know, I was a history major in college, and so I also know what it takes to get past this hump in history, historically speaking, where we are right now, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's some, there's some, there's some painful days ahead of us. Yeah. And, uh, we got to just be ready for them and we got to get, we got to get loved up. As they said, we got to get ready to just pour on love and positivity and, and truth and tell the truth no matter how painful, Mm because that's how, that's how we're going to get over this. That's how, I mean, you know, the gay community knows it, you know, and obviously mm-hmm. the black community has been climbing this hill for so long. It's just like yeah. it's so necessary right now because I want it from my I want I want. I don't want my daughter to have to go up this hill again. Yeah. You know, and every time we go up the hill, you know, they put another boulder in front and roll us back a couple of more feet. And it's like, come on, y'all. Uh, we got to we got to climb again. Oh, yeah. Um, so well, yeah
1: that- I'd seen I'd seen somebody say. They had reposted a picture, a split screen picture of the 1960 protests and riots and, yeah. uh, and then a picture of what was happening today. And it was like, yeah. seriously, we're still dealing with this, you know, and yeah. like th- the debate over the fact that why is there even a debate that racism is a bad thing? You know, that yeah. shouldn't even be an issue.
0: Yeah. There's well, no gray area yeah and i think and even on our even on the side of those who go you know we know it's a bad thing or any of that stuff we also have to we have to be mature enough on our side to go to have compassion for those who are holding on to stuff they just you know, once again, growth is, is painful. It can be very painful for some people. And mm-hmm. we just got to really let them know that it's safe on this side. And mm-hmm. that's why half of them don't want to come because they're used to a certain thing. You know, yeah. I mean, if we. I mean, once again, I can only speak from, I can speak from the black side, but I can also also speak to my, I watch my gay brothers and sisters who, you know, it's like going, coming out to your parents. It's like, they're just scared. Mm-hmm. They're scared yeah. and they're holding on to what they thought was normal to them, or what felt good to them, or 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 just um, and I mean, and and some people are just apathetic, and that's the point. I hope that people don't get to. It's like that they get so bombarded by pain and struggle that they just shut down, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm inspired by these babies and by my, my by my my daughter who's 17. I'm oh, inspired wow. by her generation who just are like, you know, they're like, "Fuck this shit! Why are we still talking about this?" or and I think that's why so many are in her generation are unafraid to go, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of genderless. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do whatever, what feels good. And if, if, if it happens to be a man that I'm loving, if it happens to be a woman I'm loving, if it happens, you know, if I want to wear a dress, if I want to wear purple hair, I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. As, opposed to, as opposed to leaning into um, conformity.
1: Yeah, quote unquote societal norms.
0: Or uh, group thinking and group thinking. Mm -hmm. It's just like, and, you know, once again, we all have to be, we all have to check ourselves and make sure that we're not becoming part of that. No, even if, even in the times that we think that we're right, it's like, no, wait, wait um, let's just breathe for a minute. And and uh, is what I'm about to say, is it helping? Is it, is it to help? Is it to, or is it to hurt? Is it to Mm -hmm. heal? Is, or is it to harm? Is the next thing I'm about to say. And because, trust me, i see in many of my friends, in quotation marks, mm-hmm. um, post things or say things. I'm like, wait a minute. That's that's not who, what your real heart is. And I know it's not. That's just, you're, you're in group thinking right now, you know.
1: Whether Or, it's the, you- or the lack of commentary sometimes, I think, speaks uh-huh. volumes as well. Ooh,
0: ooh, oh, come on. I'm in the South where I've got a lot of my, once again, my friends, in quotation marks, um, who have been so silent that uh-huh. it speaks, it just says, it says all about all I need to know. And, and uh, we all know that most of this is about uh, people being invisible and, uh, and about uh, economics.
2: Uh-huh.
0: You know, people have uh, violence c- committed against them when people don't see you anymore. And they don't see you as human or they see you as subhuman or, you know, and uh, unfortunately many of my black and brown brothers and sisters have uh, economic troubles because we are in a system that has cast us in the bottom, in, in the bottom cast, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and I, all I can do is say to my, you know, my, even my gay brothers and sisters is like, and you guys know what that feels like. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm grateful for all those who are on the front lines and saying, you know, Nope. It didn't, it's not good for us and it's not good for them either.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm humbled and I'm so enthusiastic by, you know, the spirit that these, uh, you know, the generation that came after mine, you know, these young kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, they grew up colorblind. They grew up, um, you know, not worrying about gender and. Okay. I'm
0: going to give you a little pushback. I'm going to give you a little pushback. um, um, here's a little pushback on that one because, um, (laughs) That is something that my daughter has come to terms with. My daughter is a she. She gets you know uh, thought of as like either she Puerto Rican is she she you know she gets asked a lot. What are you like? Mm -hmm. What are you that 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 lovely question that is so 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 demeaning, and and says so much more about the person who's actually asking. Oh yeah
2: yeah,
0: Um, but. She even, she says to me, you know, like, mom, I don't want people to be colorblind. And she says that her generation is not colorblind. Oh, that's, they, that's interesting. Yeah, because, because and in, and in, in as we had conversations about it, you heard my dogs back there, right? I have two mm-hmm. golden doodles and a chocolate oh. lab, and they have decided to play right by me <laughs> on the computer. They want your uh, attention, of course. Winston, Winston, Calvin, Hershey, oh. this <laughs> Sit, baby. It's all good. She says to me, and and she and I have discussed as far as when the statement, um, when I see you, I don't see color. Um, She says, I have to explain to people Um, Then you're missing a very huge part of me. You're you're missing a very, very huge part of my story. And for you to tell me that you don't see color is, is either it's pain free for you to see that part of me or that you've put me in another category of people that you think is better because they don't have color.
2: Right. And it's like okay, right. it's
0: like no no, 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 I want you to I want you to I want you to paint with all the colors is what I tell my baby. They're, you know the chartreuse is just as good as the black. The pink is just as good as the purple. The violet is just as lovely as the brown. It's like use them all. Mm-hmm. No, you're
2: right. That That's a great point. Because- and we have
0: to, che- once again, we have to check ourselves for those people mm-hmm. who are on our side, too, because we have gotten into things that we think are appropriate to say, or that we think, this makes me sound like I'm really um, advanced and in, in, uh, transformed, you know, I've transformed racism, I mean, I've transcended racism, because I can say these kind of things. It's like, wait a minute, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. We want to, we want to see a beautiful brown, yummy man or an Italian. I want, I want to see all that and go and celebrate it. Right. As opposed to thinking it's something that I have to pretend I don't see.
2: Right. As, as opposed to people kind of hiding who they are just to be, you know, part of the status quo. So yeah, that's, it's very important to, you know, Show show who you are to the world. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, and 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 feel safe in doing mm-hmm. so, and that's the thing that people, you know, black and brown people feel that, that they've never had a chance to do, mm-hmm. to really be seen and really show themselves. And I and I once again I'm going to lean to my gay brothers and sisters and go, mm-hmm. and you know, you all know what that feels like, right? To be yeah. afraid to be seen, yeah. and by being seen, that your life might be on the line so you really know what that feels like if i am seen that i yeah. might i could die from this
2: mm-hmm. that
0: by being seen i might actually die and so i think the bravery that's being shown right now is uh, i mean i've been watching uh james baldwin's i'm not your negro mm. and uh ra uh raul pettis i think his name is I'm, I'm Letty Ra- Raul Letty
1: uh-huh. um,
0: is the director, and he enter- he intercut uh, footage from what's going on in the street now with the original "I'm Not Your Negro" uh, uh, you know picture uh, film. Cool. So, and you would never know that it's you know 1963 or 2018, 2019, mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, we still have so much to learn, yeah. so much to learn, and. That it's possible. That's all I can say. That it is possible. As long as we're listening, change is possible.
2: Yeah, and I, I trust me. The whole country is listening now. They have no choice.
0: Yeah, put everybody on blast. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope so.
2: Well, too.
0: you know, and I think once again, you know, the what this universe give you a brick, and then they give you a brick wall. It's like no, the universe set some of this set this up. You know, somebody set this up that we would actually all have to be doing this during a pandemic.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right as if it wasn't already hard
0: enough yeah yeah oh, and that and but that we also that we also had to be we're in our homes that yeah we, and that there were no sports for people to get distracted by mm-hmm. and all that's like no pay attention to this this is our brick wall we're running into the brick wall again do you want to pay attention to it because the next time the universe might show us something completely different you know um I mean, it's great. it's crazy. i I have dual mindsets right now. I'm extremely hopeful and Winston. <laughs> and I am extremely <laughs> agitated by yeah. my dog. No, no. and I'm, I'm extremely hopeful and I' am extremely um trying to find the exact word I want to say for it. I am extremely doubtful that there is there's a huge percentage of this world that um really, really wants to change. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's I that's the part. Of, I'm, I'm, I'm from I'm from Michigan. Yeah. And I done lost a lot of friends <laughs> or people that I thought were my friends. I've lost a lot of friends because mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, you're the person who will tell me how good your stocks are doing and how good the economy is. And watch them put me in a train and take yeah. me somewhere.
1: Right. You
2: know? Yeah, I'm having a lot of the same feelings. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer of, you know, hope. And I believe that all will be revealed. I just hope that it's um, it's something that we can all live with, you know.
0: Yeah, and and, 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 he, and quite frankly, I don't know if I'm talking to Stefan or Antonio. I'm talking to you both. Yes. Here's the deal. <laughs> Yes, if we really believe, the, you know, those words of those people. Part of the belief of those people, whether it be Gandhi or you know Martin, Malcolm, um, and 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 yes, I will say Jesus, mm-hmm. is that part of any revolution or part of any change is the willingness to go. This skin that I'm I'm in may not survive, but the change that I'm seeking is worth it. Mm-hmm. And that's the part we got to get ready for. It's like, our, who's really what put some real skin in the game? Yeah. You know, and because I know I got enough of my brothers and sisters out there <clears throat> taking the bullets. So I hope other people stand up, too. And a lot of us ain't going to make it.
1: Yeah. yeah. No.
0: So,
2: Stefan, why don't you that's introduce... That's joyful! <laughs> well, I was going
1: to say, let's just uh, let's, let's take a breath right now. That's, we are starting this out. With some real talk on the podcast yeah. today. Yeah.
2: We're going to give you something to think about, but uh, Stephen, <laughs> yeah. please uh, or, or, introduce- Okay, then
0: I'll, I'll make it joyful. All of us <laughs> will make it. and just not might be on this side of the dirt. Exactly. All of us will make it. Yes. Though. All of us are making- We're all going to make it into the light, and, and we all will eventually. It's just, why don't we make it more beautiful on this side of the dirt while we can?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone needs to pitch in and do their part. They can't. Staying silent is not an option.
0: No. No. Taking pictures of your salad is not enough and posted. <laughs> right. It, it's like, yeah. please. But, um okay.
1: Well, yes. Let's before we get any further, let's give you uh, a proper introduction to our listeners. Even though I don't think I really need to introduce you, because I'm sure anyone who's listening to this podcast should know who you are. But Nikki Harris is a singer, dancer, and actress who catapulted to fame as part of Madonna's backing vocalists on four separate tours, Who's That Girl, Blonde Ambition, The Girly Show, and Drowned World. Besides singing alongside the Queen of Pop, she has collaborated with some of the biggest artists in the music industry, such as Whitney Houston, Mm. Luther Vandross, Prince, Ray Charles, Kylie Minogue, Snap, Ani DeFranco, and so many, many more. She's done choreography. She's had roles in TV and film, most notably her appearance in one of the greatest rock and roll documentaries of all time, Woo! Truth or Dare, and has done solo music projects. Nikki also teamed up with fellow Madonna backup singer Donna DeLore on a collaboration EP titled Two Friends. And mm-hmm. the two performed some intimate gigs in New York City and LA titled. Nikki and Donna songs and stories. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And most recently, Nikki joined forces with Donna once again to appear on bright light, bright lights, delicious house track. This was my house. So, how, how what a great that. welcome!
0: This was my house.
2: <laughs> we had Bright Light, Bright Light on the show, and he kind of, you know, just previewed the track. And oh my God, once I
0: heard it, it I was like, "This is heaven!" Thank you, thank you for that. That yeah. was so much fun. Yeah, easy breezy. It, it, it reminded me of how easy it is to do those kind of tracks, um, and how. Um, Like to me, that that kind of music is like gospel music to me. It's like it's Mm -hmm. the epitome of God. It's like joy and just like so much fun. And we need more of those. We need some more house songs. Bring on, bring on the house, honey. Well, Well, I'm happy
1: to hear you say that because that's exactly what I was going to say to you. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it was that was so wonderful to hear you and Donna on a house track. Mm You know, one of my all time favorite. Madonna Songs is Rescue Me. And I know the two of you did backing vocals on that. Mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. And when I heard this was my house, that's all I thought was. I was like, we need them to do a house yeah. album.
0: Yeah, we probably will. You know. I mean, I would totally do it. And we we can always remix. Remember, let's just we I, yeah. when she and I get together, we always like that's why we started with two friends and just do we just wanted just good songs, just simple mm-hmm. good songs. But cause anything if it's got the right you know, energy behind it, you can put a dance track on it. If it's a great sure. song and the message is right, you know, and that's well, what, that's good news. That, that That's what gospel is. And that's the, that's why it's the closest thing to inspirational, like gospel music, just like hand clapping, just, mm-hmm. yes, s- spreading the good news kind of music. So, you know, well, I hope while we we're on know. that
2: topic, I, yes. I know that. You know, there's like a subgenre like spiritual house music. I'm familiar with, you know, just like Anne Nesby or yep. Mary Mary. Yeah. But I know that you are part of that world. Can you tell yep. us more about that? Because I know a lot of people don't really know it exists.
0: Well, well, we should know it exists. I mean, I know. <laughs> once again, I got, I got, I have double, you know, brain waves going. You know, things I want to say about it. You know, I know there are a lot of people i know who are in the clubs who also are really really deep spiritual spiritual people mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people associate people who go to clubs and you know uh, that they're partying and nothing but a rave and all they're doing is doing you know meth and and you know drinking and blah, blah, blah. and a lot of people are not going to those clubs just for the, those reasons or to hook mm-hmm. up or any of that kind of stuff At least for me, I remember at a time when I went to the club and I'd have a bottle of water and just dance all Mm -hmm. night because it felt so good. Mm -hmm. So I really believe that a lot of that music, you know, holds that place for people in their hearts. A lot of, especially in this quarantine time right now, I know a lot of people are pumping that music in their homes, dancing in the middle of their living room, feeling so good because it feels like community. It feels joyous. Mm -hmm. So. I love doing that kind of music because I do do spiritual centers and I try my best whenever I do the spiritual centers to let people know that all spiritual music does not have to be quiet, you know, uh, what's church
2: mouse music.
0: Mm, I'm, I'm trying not to, ha- I'm trying to, I'm trying to release the judgment. <laughs> I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to be better, Steph, and I'm trying to be better. Um, no um that the only way that that i don't want to to think that the only way to get to that higher plane is by being just quiet inside. That sometimes it's about releasing and yeah. it's about opening your heart up. I wish I had a video right now that 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 surrender to to spirit and surrender to the goodness that life has for you is not always inside. It's about lifting your hands up and opening all your heart up. That's another way of expressing it too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I mean it's the, you know it's this thing is. The reason why people go to black churches, yes. it's like, it's like, cause they half of them going for the music, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's yeah, it just, was never
1: it was never that much fun in my white church growing ex- up. Like it, look, we were sitting mama- around mumbling through some yes. old, stinky, <laughs> some old stinky hymns. And Honey, I was like, you'd see these black churches on TV and whatnot. I'm like, they look like they're having a party. Can we go to that? Jesus,
0: church? he's like, that's where Jesus is. Yeah, Why seriously? are we here? I want to no, dance. Look, well, and here's the deal. My mom is an Episcopalian. Okay, and so which I call Catholic light. It's the same doctrine. Half mm-hmm. the guilt, half the guilt. <laughs> um, <laughs> But my daddy was a Baptist. Thank you. Thank you for being able. So I know, say, I see my life from both sides now. I know, I know from where I speak, I understand getting on your knees and genuflecting, but I also know shouting and and having a good time up and down the aisles and praise dancing and praise, you know, all that. So I believe that the reason the spiritual dance stuff is huge, is good, is big for people is because... Once people really start living what they think is the spiritual life or the god-like life, a lot of them think that they can't go to these clubs or because they think it's going that's going to be the sign of it's the hookup and you know uh-huh. the drugs and the dead. so, but they still want the the experience and what yeah. that, that that kind of, uplifting feeling again. And so a lot of people turn to like, can we just remix a gospel song? Can we, yeah. you know, it's about, can we mix, remix that? Cause at the end of the day, we're still just trying to all make our hearts open up, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a believer. I'm like, look, you can find, you can find, you know, spirit and, and joy in anywhere. If you look hard enough, you know, and if anything, the dance clubs were my church.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. well, I, I have a quick anecdote, Nikki. So I lived in Atlanta in the late '90s, and my roommate was a DJ, and come on, he would take me to these uh, house clubs in downtown Atlanta, and mm-hmm. I would hear this music for the first time. It's where I discovered Ann Nesby and all these women mm-hmm. and these amazing voices. And I'm right. like, how come I've never seen this at the record store, and I can't hear this anywhere? And they're like, because this is all gospel music, and just recognize that it's it's gonna blow your mind and right. you know and you're dancing till four or five in the morning in these clubs you know where they serve food in the back and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was on drugs or anything everyone's just dancing yep. all night long to this house music and after I left Atlanta I never saw that again but I kept going back to the music so hopefully we'll have We'll have that big revival. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh, honey, go then. Go to Chicago. It's you know, it's really Chicago. Mm-hmm. All that you know, Frankie Knuckles back in the seventies. All that stuff is all, you know, where it really originated from. Yeah, Derek you know? Carter
2: was one of those DJs that I would yeah. go see, and He would play the, the spiritual house music. So yeah, thanks that, for talking yeah. about that. Houston,
0: really Houston has a huge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and. Quite frankly, I mean, I'm, we, and once again, we got to be careful with the group thinking because a lot of these people, they know they want to be in church and they want to do that, but they also want the experience of the club and all that stuff too. And, when you put the gospel music with the house beat, it's undeniable, mm-hmm. and so they they have to throw out some of the hand the uh, what do you call it the uh, gloves and the the fans and you know pretend that they're you know in the Southern Baptist church, mm-hmm. but they can still bring all that joy in their heart into into that on the dance floor. And once again, I'm, just, I'm gonna say again. Yeah. The dance floor was the church for me, and mm-hmm. that's that's where I found God. Really found God was like, oh my Lord, and <laughs> and for, to me, finding finding God is or finding Spirit or whatever you want to call it, finding pure joy, pure love, pure peace is when you. It's what, what namaste means. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. I see God in you. You see God in me. And we, and when we see it in each other, we are one. And that's what those moments on the dance floor for me were, was because I grew up where nobody was dancing with each other. We just danced together. It was like, you you looked in the mirror Mm -hmm. and you dance. Sometimes it's like, you didn't need a dance partner. You just, everybody danced, you know, it was, it's, it's a lovely space. Spiritual moment, and I think that's why uh, it's. I think that's why a lot of people are pulled to it, and and on the other hand, I think that's why a lot of people are scared of it too. Yeah, because when you start going, oh, I have to let go of all my, you know, my old dialogue, that whole narrative that I had before. It's like, because this feels so good, you know. It's like, yeah, you have to let go of that now. So now, dance your way through it. Dance your way <laughs> through it. You know. Anyway. That's all I feel Well, actually, that.
1: speaking speaking of dance, mm. I I know you did a lot of dancing on tour with Miss Madonna.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and uh, so oh my gosh.
1: the four tours you you did, Who's That Girl? Blonde Ambition, Girly Show, Drown World Tour. I saw two of the four in person. Blonde Ambition was my very first concert ever, and very first Madonna concert. And then Drown World Tour was a religious experience in, mm-hmm. in and of itself. I've seen the other two on video i i'm curious to know like those i mean because to me that was like going to church seeing madonna in concert is a religious experience and what was your experience like from tour to tour was one tour harder than another i know there was the i know she elevated the dancing and choreography from tour to tour what was your experience like
0: yeah um well, once again, I have a dual, you know, conversation going on in my head as a dancer and then as a as a person who's, you know, simply aging, you know, as a female, I mean, as a woman, you know, I see it from the, the point of a, I, I, I still love to dance. I mean, I would love to dance, but my body can't do it. But I, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you just come to a point where you're like, I'm an athlete. It's like, I, it's like after a while, you just can't do that anymore. And I, I. I went through so I was 20 like 22 23 24 maybe the first one healthy you know used to be a gymnast really strong um I and that's I, that's another thing too what you can do at 22 is quite different from what you can do at 42
1: Oh amen to that I So
0: that you know I was yeah by the end of the I was 40 by the end of the drown world tour and I had had an accident. So I had been in a wheelchair for a year. I had torn my right foot off my leg. I had torn my left thigh in half. Madonna made sure I had the best doctors. But I was exhausted. And I was injured. I was still, my. they had to wrap my leg every day before. That was on, on the, on the Drowned World Tour. And that's when she started doing all those deep knee bends and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Which I was, I
1: was like, going to bring up because I remember <laughs> hearing you say every night you had to do those. You were just praying to God to help him lift you up. Yeah.
0: Well, because I, I you know. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had it, but I, once you tear your foot off your leg and I had like an external fixator, it's called on my legs for about seven months and they had to re-break it and put it back in place oh, again geez. cause I got infected and it was crazy. And by the time I had to, and we were in the cowboy boots and stuff then. Right. Um, <laughs> You're right. I was once again, like I said, I was really simply just learning how to really walk again, let alone really dance. And I was in my 40s and Mm -hmm. I was dancing next to 18, 20 year olds. And I'm like, this is hurting. And I always call that last tour for me, um, my Muhammad Ali tour. So if, and if you, if you've ever watched Muhammad Ali in some of his fights when he was older, Mm -hmm. And you're you're looking at him fighting and he's like doing the rope a dope and he's just he's in the ring. But you're like, why the hell is he still boxing? Right. You know, why is he taking this punishment? And and so that's I called the Drowned World Tour, my Muhammad Ali tour. It was just like (laughs) every night was just like, just get me through this, you know, get me through these 15 rounds. (laughs) (laughs) If I can get through this and go back to my hotel and just ice up and you know and then you know then do the heat then rub the, the scabs and oh uh, it was just it was a lot.
1: Well, you never lot. knew. You would never know. Like yeah. God bless you. I, no, no one would have ever known that had you not just told us that. Now, yeah, I, looked, yeah, I, I went, went like over. You were having the time of your life.
0: I was having the time of my life in that I am so grateful for Madonna for making sure I had. Some of the best doctors to help heal me, some of the best trainers to get me well. Um, so grateful for her um, for that, uh, and for instilling me, instilling in me that you can do this, you can get, mm-hmm. you can do this, you know. And I was like, I I, I just want to walk again. I don't know if I'm going to be able to dance again. And she's like, You got this. You can do this. You can do this. Um, and once once again, just. I don't know how old you guys are, but you know, you have these conversations with your body of like, mm-hmm. it's not so much I want to do it. Like I said, I want to dance, but I just—I did a cartwheel the other day. I did a freaking oh, wow. cartwheel. Yeah, just just to see if I could still do it. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I'm not—I'm knock, knocking on 60s door, right? So I'm doing a cartwheel and a walkover, and my daughter's like, "What the heck are you doing, mom? Like I'm not." <laughs> You know, because we have this like, you know, big front yard and we live by a lake. And so I'm out in the yard doing cartwheels just to see if I can do them. Mm. Now, mind you, when I got back in the house, I was like so proud of myself. I felt so good. By the time I got in bed that night after sh- taking a shower, my wrists were so sore. Oh, My, you know, like my, the, my lower back was like, what did you just do? Now, I could... <laughs> I can make the choice of like, do it again, like keep doing them just, and they'll, I'll, you know, keep getting stronger or whatever. And then it was like, what are you trying to prove? Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like for me, it was just like, you know, I can still do the splits. I can still, you know, all that. So I'm like, that's enough. I'm mm-hmm. good. <laughs> and when, when people like you tell me, you know, Nikki, we're so, you, that, that we saw how you were dancing on that. I'm like. Oh, right. I got film. I already did it. I don't don't have to do this anymore. Hence why I sing beautiful, you know, I sing jazz music and sit and wear beautiful gowns. And then when Don and I sing, we, you know, you know, put stools down and we talk to the audience and, you know, keep it keep it pretty light.
1: Yeah.
2: Nikki, I have a very (laughs) superficial question, but. I have to Uh-oh. ask it. Okay, superficial. Um, so, for all these tours, what was your initial reaction when Madonna would tell you, "This is what your hairstyle is going to be, and this is what you're going to wear"?
0: <laughs> and you know, and you know the answer to that question. So, well. <laughs> so, why are you trying to start shit right now? <laughs> why are you trying to start some shit? I, I just remember. I think it was.
2: Uh, I forgot for which show it was, but it um, was
0: it was Drowned World. It was Drown, it Drown World. Was she was
2: gonna have everyone shave their heads. Is that what it was?
0: Look. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And your hair's yes. too
2: beautiful for that. I agree. I didn't
0: say I didn't say that. But <laughs> I think she she yes, yeah, it was Drown World. And she also she had them shave for um for uh, girly show, show, yeah. For, for girly show. For she didn't ask us to shave on girly show, but she was wanted us to do it on Drown World. And I was like, mm. I don't think that's going to happen. But the mohawk was beard And and Donna Donna had just grown her hair out, and she was in the room crying. Like, I was like, baby, I'm not going to let her, you know, we're not going to. You know, the, I think this is when Madonna was like, Madonna was like, Nikki's got to go because Nikki's like got mutiny going on in, <laughs> yeah. in the draw. I was like, she's Sh- got she,
1: too many ideas of her own
0: now. Or, or, or she's just, gonna, she's just going to go and talk to people and just go, I'm not going to let her shave, shave your head off. And, and I think Madonna was like, who does this bitch think she is? She's over like, there talking to people. I'm like, I'm not, go- I'm not cutting my hair in no fucking Mohawk. And Donna is not shaving her hair off. It's not going to happen. You know? So yeah, we we definitely had some moments in that particular tour. But uh, you, you, you guys thought it was look you guys look great. Comp-
1: uh, compromise, yeah, <laughs> well, you guys did great.
0: Well, here's the deal. I put pantu band knights band on Donna's hair, and I said, let's "Just, just, just, it, it'll look weird on you. So let's just maybe she'll dig this." And my makeup artist, Colexus Colby, made me a faux mohawk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was like, "Just put this on. She'll, you know, it'll look like you have a mohawk, but you don't." Um, and I was like, "All right, I'm down with that, but I'm not chopping my shit off." Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and especially, especially for you know, black girls. I'm sorry, we already got always already got enough issues about our hair you know, it's like, don't make me fucking shave my hair off right now. I, you know, like I'm dealing with the fact that I'm, you know, I'm the big black girl on stage with y'all with all these hips. And, you know, I'm already, I'm already feeling like a little bit of an outcast. Don't make me be the bald headed, big hipped, you know, (laughs) don't, don't make me do this. So when, yeah, when we came up with that you know, uh, compromise, as it were, I was quite happy. And uh, Donna was happy that she didn't have to shave her head off. And um, I think Madonna, like I said, wanted to shoot me by the end of the day.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys relented <laughs> because you guys looked perfect the way you did. And oh, I mean, styling was so their on heads.
1: point. It was amazing.
0: I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, and, and quite frankly, I, I was like, I didn't realize, I didn't mind, you know, having a faux mohawk. I just didn't want it to be permanent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I was 16 or 17 or, or you know my first year in college I would go crazy but not when you're 40.
1: Yeah. Maybe if it was your first Madonna concert you would have you know oh, maybe. Madonna. maybe maybe yeah. also,
0: maybe like maybe not. Were, maybe you were, not.
1: You were a veteran by then. You're like no.
0: Babe. And no. I had other careers. I had other stuff to do. Remember I was that's I was still doing snap. I was still mm-hmm. s- singing jazz. I was singing I was like I can't do this no. I can't, yeah. I got other things, you know, no, 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 no. You know, you know, you in, know. in
2: the nineties, Nikki was in, you know, at least in my mind known as the soundtrack queen, because every time I watched a movie, I was like, that sounds familiar. And then I'd look at the credits. I was like, Nikki Harris, there we are.
0: That I was lucky. <laughs> I was very, very lucky. Yeah. I, that's I'm grateful for that mailbox money right now. I'm mm. so <laughs> grateful for that mailbox money. Especially uh, when all
2: uh, these movies are streaming now, right?
0: Exactly. Oh, uh, right.
2: Stream- I'm trying trust yeah. me.
0: Being quarantined, like I'm turning my daughter on to like all these old movies, and she's like, she's totally in like Breakfast Club oh, and nice. like um, you know St. Elmo's Fire. I mean, I almost, almost let her watch Less Than Zero, but I was like, okay, we'll wait, uh... we'll wait on that. <laughs> but yeah, but she's <laughs> like, oh, just stuff she's never seen before, and she's so into it. You know, I'm slowly moving her into the, into the serious classics, like you know some of the film noir and all that stuff. So, well, I hope that you
2: showed her the Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special, which is a she very, actually has very that. I don't think i showed it to her
0: but we were moving and i think she saw that i think i have it on vhs i think i do i think yeah
2: yeah when that came out on dvd i must have bought like 20 of them and given them all well i'm glad Christmas you gifts. could you send me one
0: maybe i'll sure. send it to my mom yeah, that's absolutely. hilarious Please i remember that yeah I, and I, I, I gave
2: one to my goddaughter when she was like Ten years old, and it's like, yeah, I turned her onto it, and she yeah. turned her friends onto it. It's just, it's timeless. It's great.
0: It's timeless, and we, and, and we need more shows like that. It was so yeah. inclusive and loving, and, and once again, he taught us to paint with all the colors. Yeah, mm-hmm. that show that show taught the, the, you know children to accept people for all, even if they come in the room looking crazy with a cowboy hat on and but or you know or whatever. It's like like no, everybody's accepted in this in this world. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. Yeah, I think that was a great show. He was our version of Mister Rogers. Yeah, yeah, he yes,
1: a, a much a much zanier version of Mister Rogers. Absolutely, thank you. God. Yeah. yeah, we
0: needed we needed that
2: sensibility in the eighties. That's but the see, only we're going to pay attention.
0: I don't know if you guys are you guys might be too young to know this though, but <clears> Mister <laughs> Rogers, even though you know, don't think of him as zany, and he was really straight laced and all that other stuff. But Mr. Rogers had a live jazz band on his mm-hmm. set. I remember which that. Which yeah. what that was huge. That was a huge thing to to have that. And 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 wanted it, you know, because he loved mm-hmm. that music. So he was he was a little bit of a radical too.
1: Have you, you seen know? the Mr. Rogers documentary?
0: The document
1: so, Yeah, not the I, Time I, Hanks, not the Time yeah. Hanks movie, the documentary. Uh, will Be Won't You Be My Neighbor? Oh my God. I
0: have not yet.
1: Was, I saw it at the Angelica when it came out with a room full of adults. You know, like Stefan, everyone cried, bawling our eyes out at the end. of it. Like, <laughs> okay, it, it was, I,
0: I, I have so to stream good. that. I have yeah, to stream yeah, that.
1: It's really, really good.
0: And mind you, there's so much stuff I haven't seen. I'm not going to lie to you guys. There's so much, so much, so much great film that I have not seen because I just I find myself between the spiritual music, house music, jazz. And simply being a mom, I hardly ever, I hardly ever, one get to really listen, listen to music, and I hardly ever get a chance to really sit down and see a lot of film. And so, in that respect, I'm thankful for this quarantine. I have started to watch stuff that I've been wanting to catch up on that documentary. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, to, and reading more, all that. I mean, reading more because I because I want to, not reading because I, I got to read through this real fast or whatever. It's like reading because I've always wanted to read this particular book, or I wonder what this author was, you know? So that's a good thing. Yeah, It's a good thing for us to just slow down and do those things.
2: That That's the right word, slow down, because I feel like this is a perfect time to consume something and also take it all in, you know? Because mm-hmm. I feel like when I, I live in New York, so I read books and I'll read a little bit on the subway, a little bit after work, a little bit before bed, but now I'm reading and I'm getting the big picture, and that's so important.
0: And you can read something over that you thought you read one way and yep. then read it again. You're like, you, you get a whole nother color. Mm-hmm. You know, it's beautiful. It's really good. And very much like Hitchcock said, that's why things are better in black and white, because it leads more to your imagination. You have to do the painting. Mm-hmm. You have to do that inside of your head. And and, and and sometimes those those things that we paint ourselves are more instilled in our minds. And in mm. our hearts, mm. the things that we're forced to use our own paintbrushes on, you know, oh, I mean, I love I, that. as opposed to somebody giving, I mean, and that's why it's like, that's, you know, the dumbing down of America. It's like, there's so, so too many people just sitting in front of stuff and not forming, you know, forming the images for themselves. They're being fed narratives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Oh yeah.
1: Well, I'm, yeah. I'm
0: yeah it's a, uh, it's uh, and being careful about how much you're consuming. Trust me, it's like and I, I probably say this because I got like I said, I got a 17 year old now downstairs, and I'm just like, is she on a screen? Is she, is there? A, is it a book? You know? Okay, time to take a walk in nature. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to just really just balancing that all out because you know that what what we put on that screen can really define how our hearts grow. Mm-hmm.
2: I want to talk about your friend Donna now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When she was on the show, she, you know, I loved speaking with her, and she actually, you know, dispelled some myths. She told us about how you guys met during um, rehearsals for Who's That Girl. You replaced somebody, you came in, and it was like that other person was never, you know, a question. You know, um, you guys hit it off immediately and took it. It from was there. like two hundred
0: girls. I was with the Righteous Brothers in Vegas, and they flew uh. me in. Cause they needed a singer who could dance, and I got there. It was like two hundred girls, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm looking." Like, <laughs> That's the one thing that hasn't changed about me. I, I mean, like, I pretty much say what I feel. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, like you, "I'm like, you guys, uh, I'm letting you know, I need to go first because I can't, I can't." They're <laughs> like, "I can't, <laughs> I can't sit around." I, and, and how about this? I have a job. Mm-hmm. I don't really need this job. Um, uh, So, and I have, and I had a concert that night in Vegas, and literally, so I was like, "Let me go first, and then you guys can, you know, let these other girls go." <laughs> well, we did. And, um, and that's when she was like, and actually Debbie, Debbie Mazar came up to me. She goes, you know, you got this already. Uh-huh. I mean, this is Everything else is just, you know, we're just do, looking at these other girls right now. This, you already got this. So literally I was in the back with Debbie. Debbie was showing me like costumes and, um, and making sure that, that they could fit and stuff. And, and, and then I came back out and then Madonna was like, come here. And we went into her car and she's like, call your boss and let him know that you're not going to be coming back to Vegas. Uh, and I What was did like, Bill
2: oh. Medley say?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the deal. It's really funny. Bill Medley was like, um, "I hear she's going to be huge." Uh, and then I said, "But I can't leave you in the lurch." He goes, "Hold on, just a minute." And he goes, "How much is she paying you?" And I went over to Madonna, and she told me, and I went back over to Bill. And he goes. I think you should stay with her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Follow the so. money, Nikki. Follow the money. Follow Nikki, the money.
2: I didn't know you sang for the Righteous Brothers. I mean, I grew oh, yeah. up listening to them. What an amazing voice! What was that? The Righteous like? Brothers. The yeah.
0: Righteous Brothers. Bill Medley and Bobby Hatfield yeah. bought me my first car. Oh my Aww.
2: god!
0: Yeah, when I first, when my first year in college, they were like, "You can sing with us, um, as long as you stay in college." And um, no, that's
2: great. I love that. That makes yeah. me love them even
0: more. Oh yeah, they're amazing, amazing, and Bill Medley's still singing. Oh yeah, mm. yeah.
2: I saw yeah. him recently on something, and I was like, oh my god, I need, to, I want to see him live.
0: Yeah, yeah. They put they're the ones who put me on the plane and said, go, go. They they they're looking for you in LA, and uh, go go see what this is about. We hear that she's going to be huge. So, um, so you know, that's you, what, you went on... what was what was the myth? What what was what's the more of the myths? Well, I mean, I've heard all kinds
2: of things. It was like um, that, you know, Donna brought you in. I read that somewhere. And then nope, I also, nope. D- yeah, I, also didn't I also read that, you know, and this was wrong. This is before Internet. You know, you know, when all those stupid biographies came out in the 90s and it, they were so full of like misinformation, you know, they would say, right. oh, yeah, uh, you know, Nikki sang backup on the Like a Virgin album. And I was like, no, that's not true. Even I know, that, you know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Right. So there's so, no there's no there's no way I could have. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, I was not even in the country. <laughs> so you went on tour first, and then you guys went into the studio, you know, for the like prayer album. So what was that like? You know, just working on songs from from their inception.
0: Um. Well, that's when I knew, and I think she. I think that's when Madonna knew. I mean, I, I can't really say for sure, but I, I knew. That there was something magical that she had all the colors she needed to make a full, you know, round sound on her mm-hmm. record, mm-hmm. Um, and that, that that Don and I gave her a sound. Yeah, that's that that I knew, and, and I think she recognized that too. And that's when I knew there was not going to be, you know, other singers with us. There wasn't any need. We had we had all the colors we needed with mm-hmm. our our voices.
1: Yeah, and I think from a fan base, I mean, Tony and I talk about this all the time. It's the three of you encapsulated such a great moment in Madonna's career. I think it like it made sense to you personally because you were there, and to Madonna. But I think it also resonated extremely well with all of the fans who were seeing it. You know, like there was just something that made sense about seeing all three of you perform and sing together. The way that your energies combined, mm-hmm. the way your voices excelled with each other it was just it was it was such a great time to have which is why i think to this day and i'm sure you get it all the time <laughs> why are you singing with madonna again when's when mm-hmm. are you gonna go back and sing with madonna again because mm-hmm. it, it just worked so well at that time
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's a it's a moment in time that's what it is
0: mm-hmm. well you know look i who knows never say never what mm-hmm. what, what might happen um but you know I know we made some nice, really nice music together and we had some laughs and, and once again, too, it's like from the twenties to our forties, that's not a, that's not a bad run.
1: Yeah.
0: That's not a bad run at all for any, for any, any, just for even working at a corporation. If you, if you work that long at at any job, you know? So, and so musically, that's why I'm so glad when Donna and I sing together now, because we're reminded of like. Oh yeah, what we do have is is really magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, really magical. So, you know, maybe we'll invite Madonna back to sing with us. We're not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we're not sure. Maybe, maybe we're not sure maybe, what she's doing right maybe now. She's got some time. I mean, I hear yeah, she's just
2: sitting
0: around. I hear she's out, and you know, on the Hamptons in her you know mansion or something. But if she has time. maybe she'll come sing a song with us you know
1: what if i honestly i I think she should because i think it would be i i I think people would really appreciate it i mean tony and i are always sitting around being like you know madonna should do this madonna should do this i mean obviously (laughs) we're not running we're not running the woman's career it's it's her thing to choose but like and I, i get it she doesn't like to look back too too much all the time and sort of dredge up old stuff she's like with you and Donna, you're trying to do new experiences, have create new new art, have you know new music to put out there, and yeah, mm-hmm. you honor some of the classics or whatnot. And I think that's what Madonna tries to do, but at the same time, it's like throw them a bone, do a little one-off song with Nikki and Donna, and everyone will be happy, you know and
0: hey look i'll tell I'll tell you what. if anything this whole quarantine and like not working and all that stuff has taught me, you know, it's like, look. If she you know, I don't know what I might do if poverty really starts to hit in. I might be at her doorstep, like knocking on her door, <laughs> Look, you better put me on something I need to eat. <laughs> you yeah. know, look, I don't know.
1: You know, well, no, we were telling we were telling Donna and we've also spoken with Lewis and Kevin and Oliver now we're always saying if you all fall on hard times just start selling off some of that blonde ambition tour jackets that you all got
0: <laughs> that's funny no unfortunately my my bomber jacket's gone i can't even remember where it is i have a lot of stuff i have like a light i have a bunch of stuff so and i just say that's my daughter's you know stuff yeah and once again and that's 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 hoping that it's, it's worth it to, to her generation. You know, who knows? I don't know. You know, you Has know, she,
1: she seen truth or dare.
0: Yeah. But much, you know, for her, Madonna's an old lady, you know, right. I'm an old, I'm an old lady, you know, it's like she's her and her friends are like Madonna, Shmana, you know, what, what, what Yeah,
1: My, my niece uh, is 11 and she's the same exact way. I try to always be like, listen, this is Madonna. And she's just rolling her eyes at me and been like, I don't know who, can we listen to Ariana Grande instead? Yeah.
0: <laughs> And even my daughter's not even that. My 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 daughter's still putting her finger in her mouth for Ariana Grande. She's like whatever. <laughs> you know, my daughter is so like on some I don't know. She's into Japanese music and Korean k- K-pop. She's into you know J- Japanese classical music. She's all over the place. She likes rock and she loves eighties hip hop, like early eighties hip hop. Oh, good for her. She's nice. really like into Jam, that uh,
1: what is it uh Jam Master Flash what's what's uh-
0: Yes like hip huh all that hip 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 she just thinks, she loves like when they do a throwback hip hop on radio she loves all that stuff um throw your hands in the air <laughs> and wave them. Okay, I'm like, okay. Does man. she
1: know Jodice.
0: She'll, she'll probably be going to not, not see that's, that's, that's R and B. Yeah. That's, she, uh, like, right, new text right. but I'm
1: just saying, you know, if she, if she doesn't know Jodice, I was a huge Jodice fan growing up.
0: Yeah. No, no, she's not an R, she's not R and B that way. No, no, she's hip hop. Oh, okay. she, and, and yeah, you know, but early hip hop and she loves rock and she, and she loves jazz. She likes jazz. I didn't know that. I catch I her in her room listening to jazz. I'm like, she goes, yeah, mom, I like jazz. Nice. Wait. And she not only likes jazz, she likes big band. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Crazy. So, like, Nikki, you, uh,
2: you come from a jazz background. If I'm, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I know in doing research, I, I was, you know, thinking that you and Donna have a lot in common because, you know, she comes from a family, you know, rooted in music, you know, her father was a musician and then yours as well. And you, you guys performed together as well. So. Both of
0: our fathers were pianists. My father, her father was a part of the rock scene in uh, in the, in the, uh, the recording scene in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles. And my father was a Grammy award jazz pianist. Uh, he, uh, why is my phone going crazy over here? Um, hold on. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So, yeah, he, was, he went through all his stages of, you know, straight-ahead jazz in the 50s and 60s, and then he went into, like, the 70s kind of, you know, Moog music, you know, uh, the synthesizer stuff. He went through all that, period, mm-hmm. and then went back to, like, Full on where he, you know, he was the conductor for the Count Basie band and the musical director for them. But he also, you know, had Ray Charles and BB King and did all their big band stuff for them. And so, yeah, he was he was pretty pretty phenomenal. And as he would tell you, if he was still alive, never, ever encourage or discourage me because I I did not come into music to be a singer. I I came into music because I just needed to pay some bills. Mm-hmm. So that was never ever necessarily a dream of mine to, to be a singer. I actually wanted to just be a history teacher.
1: Um, there's but, still time.
0: <laughs> um you know what? I feel like I am a history teacher because I'm a mother and, oh, and she, what, what yes. everything she's living living through right now I'm trying to teach her as much history as I can. So
1: Yeah, I'm sure you've well I mean you've traveled the world. You've met so many different types of people and yeah. had so many different types of experiences. I'm sure you mm-hmm. Are a wealth of wisdom for her.
0: Um. Look, I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. I I always keep on telling her I can't believe you chose me. I'm on the spiritual mm. side. How did you end up choosing me? Because I just don't ever know if I'm getting this right. You know, that's always this the scary thing when you're over here trying to figure it out by yourself. You know, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like I, she's my gift. I look. Like, I don't know what I what what I'm doing for her except for trying to make her smile every now and then and <laughs> give, give, give her some wings, give her some wings. So she, so she can fly, you know, let her write her own story.
1: Yeah. That's sweet. Nice.
0: You know, um, I mean, I, I'm going back to Don again too. That's the other thing that I think really shifted our, um, be, be, besides our, fa- our fathers right. is the fact that we had, you know, babies a day apart. We got to do our pregnancies together and, that shifts, you know. That shifts your soul when you walk through something like that together.
2: Yeah, you know? I mean, and, and it, you know, you guys express it when you sing together. I mean, I, I always say to myself, they're like <laughs> sisters in song because I, I just that chemistry is it's undeniable. I mean, we oh, were, oh honey, we, and we, we were fall- in the room in Brooklyn seeing you guys sing, and I was like, this is so powerful, you know.
0: It is. It is because trust me, we, you know, we have had every. Um, the pendulum swings from every every place in this friendship because we are seriously like sisters in that respect where you're like, I don't ever want to talk to you again! <laughs> you know, to, you know, like, I wish somebody would say something, but that's my sister, I, you know. Or to that you're getting on my fucking nerves, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, how could you be so mean to me? I mean, I, I know all the things that we have, all the things that we've gone through together. You know, where it's like, okay, let me just let her have her her corner over there. Let me have my corner over here. Or to the point where it's like, God, I miss you so much. God, I miss you so much. So, you know, um, and being able to look at each other, crying on each other's shoulders, you know. Uh, just once again, I'm going to go, go back to the same uh, yeah. analogy again. We have got to paint with all the colors together. Mm-hmm. She and I have got to paint with all the colors. And, and what happens when you, and it's a safe place because trust me, I have been my most mean, grumpy, um, bitchy with her, but I've also been allowed to be my most forgiving, most compassionate, most gentle with her Mm -hmm. and all those colors are allowed in real relationships.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like that saying where the, if you can't take someone at their worst, you don't deserve them at their
0: best. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think- know if I was, I was at my best, but thank Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm so grateful that you walk away with one friend like that, that you mm-hmm. have a place that's safe to go, you know, God, I, you know, like, am I going to always be just saying, I'm sorry to you. Cause I just, I was so nasty or, or I was, or, or what, you know, just feeling like, Oh my God, look at what look at what the universe has allowed us to have with each other. Look at this journey we got to walk together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you guys yeah, recently you. had like a
0: And I'll go back. It's on film. And it's on film. <laughs> <laughs> and and how about that? We we even talk about it sometimes too. That she and I went from a place where you had to look each other in the eye. We didn't have phones. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't. We didn't get to do any of that stuff, you know, and so a lot of what we did in the beginning feels really genuine because it was, and it wasn't ad- agenda driven. You know, we didn't come, in, I didn't come to Madonna's gig because I was like, and then I'm gonna post it, and I'm gonna be a star, and yeah. I'm gonna sit next to her, and then you know, it's gonna, and I'm gonna get I'm you know, so five hundred likes
1: on Instagram. Um, yeah, no, yeah.
0: no, I didn't have, we didn't have any of those agendas. You know, it's like I like you because I like you. You made me mad because you made me mad. It's like, so, and then watching the universe change and watching, I remember as, uh, you know, crops and crops of dancers would come through and watching the mindset change. You know, when I realized half of these dancers, they really want to be Madonna. Half of them really want to be the performer. They were, mm-hmm. you know, they they're, they're so busy trying to make sure that they're in front of the camera,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, or they're, they're that, 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 Or they came in with managers.
1: Right. Right.
0: And it's like, oh, this is the world we live in now. It's like, we're always self-promoting. You know, as opposed to being present. And I think that was what was so great about Truth or Dare. And because, as you noticed, nobody was on phones and stuff in that movie. We didn't have that. So it was the camera watching us try to be present Mm -hmm. because can you imagine how different that movie would have been if people were posting if all them dancers were posting or had you know cell phones during that time that would have been a completely different type of situation
1: well you probably never would have started the truth or dare game to begin with you know i mean half the fun is being able to relate to people in and without a phone and if you're on your phones people are they're, they've tuned out. They're not even what? I'm sorry. What? What are you doing? What? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, and here, 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 in lies that was so brilliant about that film because the camera that was following us was the phone. Hmm. So, hmm. and it, you got to the lens. Just you know, basically, you zoomed out with one camera as opposed to everybody having a camera now. Right. And it's like that. No, nobody ever zooms out and sees the big picture. Yeah. You know, nobody zooms out. Everybody's just zooming into their own fucking image (laughs) and posting it. I'm sorry. Is
2: that too heavy? All right, guys. That brings us to the end of part one of our chat with Nikki Harris. We'll be back next week to continue our conversation with her, where we talk about, I don't know, some more Nikki collaborations, her work with Donna DeLore their very special friendship, um, an extra special lightning round, and of course, more Madonna. talk to you guys next week. Don't forget to listen to us wherever podcasts are heard and like, and subscribe, rate and review. See you guys next week.